All right, Kevin Barker, three and three road trip. I mean, it doesn't feel like it was three and three. It feels like it was one and five, given the way the Jays lost those games. But uh, an eight-one win today, a three and three road trip. Um, got an off day on Thursday. Then the Angels come to town, and if you haven't heard, Shohei Otani will not be pitching on Friday for the Angels. He's going to pitch in a doubleheader tomorrow uh, against the Detroit Tigers. So, did we learn anything about the Blue Jays on this six-game trip, Kevin? Yeah, I think they're a good team. I'm still in the camp that they're not a great team. And until we see consistent competitive at-bats when the bats matter the most, I think I'm still always be in the camp of they're a good team, not a great team. Their rotation is most of the time, if not all the time, consistently going to give their lineup a chance to have the big inning. And we saw Yusei Kikuchi do the exact same thing. The The way they in-game make adjustments, Yusei Kikuchi in the first two innings looked like he wasn't going to have a good start. He's leaning back. The arm side location was all over the place with the fastball. That's sort of what happens. Right? I've been telling you this for a couple of starts now. He's not a visual guy. He's a guy that's actually got to go out there and feel it. That's why you see the first couple of innings weren't real good. Then he starts having a little bit better release point. He's catching it out front a little bit more that's why Danny was starting to have him throw a little a few more breaking balls early in counts just to get the release point for the fastball a little bit better it's how you snap the fingers off right velocity was down on all of his pitches a little bit uh the spin rate if you're into that was down on all of his pitches today it was just that end game about the third innings when it's sort of okay I felt that and in, in you know between starts know how that feels now I can catch it out front I can repeat that I can start you know being unpredictable oo i can be better with two strikes i can be real good against lefties because i have enough velocity with my fastball i have enough location arm side with my fastball that i can get some good hitters out in some key spots and i can give my team a chance to win that's exactly what you need from yusei kikuchi right is six innings keep a minute let them have the big inning that's exactly what happened they're a good team jeff when they're like this and they're hitting they're having some quality of bats they're fun to watch yeah, and uh got to say this for you, say Kikuchi. I think Buck Martinez mentioned it in Blair and Barker yesterday. Um, even before last night's bullpen implosion, uh, Buck Martinez mentioned that, look, it's it's probably time for John Schneider and the Blue Jays to give to give you, say, Kikuchi a bit more rope, give him a longer leash. And uh, tonight's, or this afternoon's performance, through 103 pitches, 33 were whiffs or called strikes. He got uh, 12 whiffs are called strikes in his four seamer 13 in a slider eight in his curve i think he threw four or five changes uh today um and 17 called strikes i mean that's a pretty good start from yusei kikuchi and i'm, I'm kind of with buck in this i understand there are going to be some changes with hyunjin ryu likely coming up and they may go to six-man rotation i you know am intrigued by yusei kikuchi's ability to strand base runners and i don't know if that necessarily portends a move into uh you know into the bullpen at some point but i mean that was exactly the type of performance you needed from yusei kikuchi today 
Yeah, absolutely. Look, he was 15 out of, uh, of 26 throwing strike one. It's okay. It's not great. I mean, that's enough because nope, of fine. the high octane okay. velocity. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, wh- Why you're throwing strike one is it puts a good hitter on the negative. Now he's trying to let the ball travel, hit the ball the other way, instead of trying to get fris- frisky catching it out front. That's why everybody wants to throw strike one. He's no different, right? The unpredictability of the little get-me-over breaking ball occasionally from a, you know, a tough lefty like a Freddie Freeman, he can flip that slider out or third still a strike and then he's elevate 96 97 that's the whole point is he's trying to do that he had six three ball counts that's why you saw you know the first couple of innings the pitch count was in the mid 40s you know it's look i'm i'm you sort of with you say you know you you're sort of meshing together you know what the smart people you know what your guts what the scoreboard where you're at in the order how he's looking mesh them all together and that'll tell you how long he's going to go i'm not sort in that camp where you're trying to force it i he's a number five guy for a reason like i i get it he's had a really good year and without him they're not where they're at right now but against good teams you got to be smart with that and if he's locating and you know he's still in some strikes and he's throwing enough strike ones and the velocity's consistently there and Danny Jansen behind is behind the plate and they've scored and the scoreboard will tell John Snyder to leave him in the game i'm sure John Snyder will do that so yeah the rotation's exactly the reason why they're in a playoff spot 416-870-0590 no star 591 590 The Jays finished this road trip 3 and 3. You want to talk about the road trip. You want some you got some thoughts about the Jays as we get closer to the trade deadline. Jeff Passan reporting that the Dodgers uh, are concluding a deal for Ahmad Rosario right now. Um, the Jays expected to be active in the trade market. They did make a minor move today getting Mason McCoy an infielder from the Seattle Mariners for Trent Thornton. And, uh, you know, look, the, again, a 3-3 three and three road trip. We talked about it going into the road trip. That's, to me, what I wanted to see out of this road trip. I guess the fact that the Jays lost some games the way they did, particularly last night, an 8-7 loss in 11 innings where the bullpen gave it up. Although I got to tell you, uh, uh, you know, I, I tend to, I don't absolve Eric Swanson of anything, but holy mother of God, the guy's, the guy's in fumes. I mean, let's let's just... Say it like it is. Um, and a couple of one-run losses as well to the Seattle Mariners. And, and yeah, it, it, it was a difficult, I think Chris LaRue summed that up right, it was a difficult road trip. It was a testing road trip for this team. But, again, 3-3 three and three at this point, I just, I'm interested in, how, in, in, in winning. I don't really care how you win. I'm just interested in winning. Kevin, the offense today, Whit Merrifield coming through again. Danny Jansen who was on a heater. I think Danny Jansen, is he tied with Vladdy for RBI, or does he have more RBI than Vladdy now? Danny Jansen continues to be on a, a, on a heater in terms of power. And Bo Bichette, 7 for 11 since taking a day off or being given a day off by the manager. Um, you know, uh, this was, in a lot of ways, exactly... 8-1 is a great win, but this is, I, I think, the way you wanted to win this game. You wanted a little drama... Just a very business-like approach. Jump in the charter, go home, enjoy the off day. You got the Angels coming in for three. Yeah, look, they face some good pitching. It's a good pitching, right? Like, say the third inning with first and second and one out. Brandon Belt hits the RBI single. Vladdy comes up with the same first and second and overthinks it, right? And takes a couple mm-hmm. of fastballs when he shouldn't, quite frankly, be taking fastballs. You could tell Whit Merrifield was sitting spin. When you see spin, no matter where it's at, you swing at it. Those are the at-bats they can't have. Like, the later, later this season goes – 
I know it's hard. And this is why me and you, and ever since we've seen that they don't have a cleanup hitter, we've been yelling and screaming about the run producer is those at bats like that, right? The fifth inning, flip that on its end. Matt Chapman gets a good pitch. The hit just doesn't, you know, hit it where he wants it to go. That's what you have to do. You got a good pitch. You just, you know, didn't hit it hard enough. And that didn't get it done. With Merrifield, this flips it on its luck side. Right, he gets mm-hmm. an 0-2 count because he chased a couple of pitches, and then a dude hangs a split finger, and you catch it out front, and you create a little backspin, and you hit a three-run homer. That's the luck part of it. Those are the at-bats sort of your forcing luck, right, which is the third inning. You're trying to flip that where now you're meshing the third and the fifth inning together to where you can have some competitive at-bats. This is what we talked about. This is what you have to do against good pitching. The later in the season, the better the team, the better the pitching. They're going to attack weaknesses. And, again, this gets back to the Blue Jays. And, oh, we haven't even mentioned the Matt Chapman trying to tag up on a Oof. sack fly when you should never be doing that. And tell me, Jeff, where George Springer was going. I mean, is George just happy to be on base? That's why he's running like it's Little League till somebody tags him out? I mean, look, I try to laugh these things off because they won a game against a tough team on the road. But, again, consistently with the way they hit with runners in scoring position, they can't do those things. Mm. Like, they have to do every single one of those things right and those are the little things for me is why you can't say that this team's a great team this team's yeah, a good no. team and because of the reason with who the dudes stand on you know on the bump every single time they go out there gives them a reason to be a good team so yeah they did enough to win three games out of six games yeah, there were some good signs in this road trip. I really like what I saw from Yenesis Cabrera. I understand it's oh. early. Jay Jackson, obviously Jay Jackson, uh, fills a role in this team. Um, but, you know, again, I get back to Bo, Whit Merrifield, Danny Jansen. Uh, you know, Vladdy got a couple of home runs in Seattle. So, again, it, it's, it's, it's a road trip. I'm sure you can look at this and say they should have been 4-2 and two at least. Could have mm-hmm. been maybe 5-1 and one in this trip. But, honestly, baseball being what it is. I will take three and three. Carter in Richmond Hill, you want to talk about? You say Kikuchi. Well, actually, hey, guys. How you doing? Well, listening good, guys. good. Thank you, man. I want to actually talk about Jay Jackson. I just want to say he's been phenomenal. I love when he comes out, does a great job. But also, not to be a bummer, but I want to say how Varsho and Springer, I just feel like they're just so consistent. I just want to hear what you guys thought about them, so I'll hang up and let you guys talk. Yeah, listen, uh, I mean, Kevin, I'll turn it over to you. George Springer, honest to God, I, I know Buck made this point yesterday about the fans really getting on him. I mean, look, yeah. we know why the fans get in George Springer. He's frankly earned that disrespect oh, from fans. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. But he's also been around long enough. If that get if that's gotten in George Springer's head, then I'm concerned. Then I'm concerned. But I do have to say, George Springer did look. He looked like he didn't want. He looked like he didn't want a lot of things in this series. Like I, he looked like he couldn't wait to get out of there. Yeah, maybe. Look, he's the only guy can answer that. I have no idea what he's thinking. You know, he's moping around a little bit. I mean, that's what 0 for 18s and, you know, some non-competitive at-bats will make you feel. I've been there. Like every guy that's ever stood at a plate and, you know, tried to think things through off the field and go between the lines, and it's just the opposite of what you were thinking, and you just can't, you know, go out there and do the things that you want to do. He's having some trouble with the ball away. Yeah, he, again, I've been saying this since we've, you know, been talking about George Springer trying to break him down. He's a straight up and down guy. That means his eyes are really far away from the strike zone. And occasionally you're going to lose balance and lose the front side, meaning the front side will pull first 
and you have a little bit of trouble driving down and through the baseball, keeping the barrel in the hitting zone long enough to give yourself a chance to hit a ball up the middle on the ball away, whether that's a spinner or whether that's an elevated fastball or a fastball down. Yeah, it's a marathon, not a sprint. This is sort of what you're going through. This is why they gave Bo a little bit of a mental break. Let mm-hmm. him sit over there for six innings and not think about baseball. Have fun, not pay attention. Every once in a while, it helps you. Hopefully, getting away from being booed. Let's be honest. Nobody likes to be booed. Maybe that'll help him. I mean, Barry Bonds he didn't be, mind being booed. He won't be, yeah, he's the greatest hitter to ever walk earth. I know, Jeff, I know, I know. Bad example. Bad example. But again, as I said, it's not like this is the first time George Springer's ever been booed. I mean, he gets the uh, he gets the royal treatment when he goes to New York. But again, that's you know, you make yeah. your bed, you make your bed, you're lying it. You, you're Jeff, lying. I, and I don't know about you, I just don't know what Dalton Varsho is. I, I just what, what is he? Is he a power oh, I think hitter? I know, is he a I know exactly. Hitter? No, is he I know a bad ex- hitter. Oh. I don't know what he is. I mean, I know exactly what he is. He's a bench player on a good team, uh, and and hopefully after the trade deadline, we'll have fewer at bats for Dalton Varsho and more at bats for somebody else. And again, I'm going to say this because every time I mention it, I, I'm fine with that because I've gotten Dal- I've got Dalton Varsho under control for a number of years. He'll have some utility. I do not mind Dalton Varsho in the field late in the game. He gives you, I mean, we've gone down this whole thing with Dalton Varsho, but the fact of the matter is right now, um, you know, right now you take days like today. Two walks is a good day for Dalton Varsho right now. Play good defense as center. far as I'm Give Kermar a day off. Bingo. Yeah. Exactly. Stephen Burlington. Hey, gentlemen. Good to hear your voices. Um, I, I agree with Barker that this team is good but not great, and they're good only when everything falls their way. They got uh, The wind's got to blow at a certain temp, uh, you know, speed. The temperature's got to be right. They're, they're not that great. Way too many mistakes for a professional baseball team that's going to be a world series champion how many times has Whit Marisfield run us out of an inning you know there's a fine line being uh from being aggressive and being just reckless um secondly though Barker man I really think you you got to give you say a little uh a little leeway more leash here you're always on him you know the other night when he was in Seattle you're just like oh his spin rates weren't good enough his velocity's down but you know what that guy wanted to compete and he wanted to go and get he gave up contact who cares i mean you aren't always going to have your best stuff all the time so you should let him work it out it's better to watch him want to go after guys than look at a nate person who's got crazy velocity but that guy every time he pitches he looks sad man when he doesn't hit the strike zone like that guy has no mojo at all barker man he used to be an old school baseball player what happened man you're getting too cactified we need to get a little sound effect every time somebody mentions cacified or khakis thanks steve nice call um you have been no steve is right steve is right you've been i'm gonna say this you've been harsh when you say kikuchi whereas i I have have always been in his corner and you know that i've always been in his corner i've been real with you say kikuchi you say kikuchi's been really good I think it's really good. So when when he's got the velocity, he can steal some strikes with a secondary pitch. And the slider is competitive. He's really, really good. But how many times is that? And look, you don't get greedy. Like if he gives you five plus, man, you take that every day of the week and twice on Sunday. When he gives you six, what he gave you today, boy, that's that's some good stuff. So yeah, look, their their rotation one through five. 
I mean, I guess if you want to throw Manoa in there, it's the reason why they're where they're at. Give them all credit. And this is the thing that I, that, that, you know, I understand when you look at the bullpen's numbers. Overall, they're not bad. But here's the thing about the Jays' bullpen. The starting rotation has accumulated, what, the fourth or fifth highest number of innings in baseball fifth. right now? Fifth. It, yeah, I, fifth highest. Like, I get there are going to be times when a bullpen is overworked. I, I really get that. But this bullpen, it, it's not like... It's not like the Jays' starting pitchers have been, have been bailing and forcing the bullpen in the game in the fourth or fifth inning. You know, and this is where I get, when you look at this Jays' bullpen a little bit, yeah, you know, I, there, there are guys who are overworked. Eric Swanson's clearly overworked. I mean, we're seeing, frankly, why Eric Swanson wasn't used in the postseason by the Seattle Mariners. And that's no slam against Eric Swanson because Eric Swanson's answered the bell for this team more often than not. Uh, but th- that is a concern of mine. The, the fact that this bullpen isn't deep enough. I, I think that's what we can say right now. It's not deep enough because they're, they should not be turning in performances like they turn in at times because the starting rotation is giving them innings. So as we approach the trade deadline, Kevin, I'm, I'm, I'm coming around uh, more to your point of view as we get close to the trade deadline. You know, I, I may just... I may just load up this bullpen. I, turn, I, I, I may do that. Turn it into a high school game. Work from the ninth inning backwards. I got my ninth inning guy. I got my eighth inning guy. I got my seventh inning guy. If my starter can give me five and then I need a sixth inning guy, I got that taken care of too. Now you're talking. Uh, John Schneider just did his media availability, and he was asked uh, a question that a couple of callers actually have asked about why Trevor Richards was used with the team up by seven runs with an off day tomorrow. This is John Schneider on that particular question. Off day tomorrow. I wanted to get Trev back in and get a little bit of momentum going, you know, through the off day and then and then back home Friday. Um, protects against some of the possible pinch hits down there, too. I didn't think they were going to, but um, just more so wanted to get Trev back out there. That is the manager, John Schneider, talking about uh, his use of Trevor Richards. I, you know, if it's me, I would just answer, did you guys see what happened last night? I just want to win. I got an off day. I want my, I want my best available guy whose arm isn't in a sling. I, I mean, I can't put it any other way. I don't, yeah, frankly, momentum, I love you, John. I'm not buying that. I don't know what momentum Trevor Richards is going to get with an off day coming up. I, I, I just don't. Um, th- th- that, to me, was just... Win the game, go home, get ready for the Angels. Don't get cute. It not it a manager's job to not throw his players under the bus? What's he going to say? Yeah, I'm not going to use Mitch White. You guys see him throw yesterday? Not going to use that? I mean, read between the lines. That That's sort of exactly what happened. And, again, they're in win mode. If whatever it takes to win, you figure out the next game, the next game. And, I sort of like it, right? It's You get a good start, you get some timely hitting, you play enough defense, you don't always run yourself into outs. If you don't do that enough because you got a decent enough bullpen, you're going to win a lot of games. And I mean, what they're trying I, to do. i got to tell you, too, you know, I look back at last night's game, and, and again, Eric Swanson, um, Eric Swanson's in fumes. But I'm sorry, Kevin, Santiago Espinal's got to make that play. And I know what you say, and I'm with you. This is a dude who was in the All-Star game last year. I'm sure he came into camp thinking he's going to be an everyday player. He hasn't been an everyday player. You are right. It's not easy being a bench player 
in baseball, not when you're in a team that is expected to go to the World Series. You can be a bench player in a team that's in last place. It's hard to be a bench player on a team like this. And, but, but having said that, Santiago Espinal's got to make that play for me. And I don't know, given the way that game is going, the Jays may not have won. But I, I'm very surprised at you. Uh, you're getting soft. The, the more I do this show with you, you're getting soft. You want to know why you're getting soft? They had a four-run lead going into the bottom of the ninth inning with, I guess, their second-highest leverage guy in the pen. He's throwing harder. So uh, it's very hard for me to blame Santiago Espinal for whatever yeah, soft. went through, whatever he went through there to not throw the ball home. I don't even know if he would have thrown the, the ball exactly when he got the ball that – uh, he was out anyway at home plate, so it would have been bang bang anyway. They had a four run lead, Jeff. <laughs> four run lead. Sometimes don't walk, you know what? Don't, walk but, a, don't walk a don't walk a batter in with the bases loaded. Let's yeah. try that. Sometimes off though, size. sometimes though, when your when your reliever is scuffling, you gotta you gotta step up. You really do. Um, having said that, though, you know one one of the things I I must say uh, to to the caller's point about some of the outs on the bases and that we've seen in this road trip and we've seen in general. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that these guys know, these guys know that their offense hasn't been producing the way it should be producing. And I'm, I'm not saying that everybody's out there thinking, man, if I don't take the extra base, we're not going to score this run. But Kevin, I've got to think, I've got to think that's got to be in the back of their mind a little bit because they play every day and they know what's up. They know what this team is capable of and not capable of. What do I always tell you that makes in my mind a good teammate? Run the bases properly. Yeah, did, have they? Don't that cost way? me like, an RBI. Like, like the names are the Chapmans and the George Springers in the world. That you know, that's a bad look. Run until you get tagged out for what reason? The place in front of you. Like you're not yelling and screaming at a coach to stop you or no. You're you're running with your head up. You're watching the play. You're watching where the ball goes because it's right in front of you. You don't do things like that. Those are things that you see. Not in the big leagues. And because of the way they hit with runners in scoring position, it's almost like they have to be perfect at, th- at mm. that. Maybe that's the reason why they are 7-20 and 20 in the American League East is because they do things like that. 416-870-0590, star 591, 888-666-0590. An off day for the Blue Jays tomorrow. The Los Angeles Angels are in town for a three-game series. Shohei Otani will not or is not scheduled to pitch at this time. He'll pitch in a doubleheader tomorrow against Detroit. He will, of course, be in the lineup. And uh, then the Baltimore Orioles come in town. And wouldn't you know it, the Baltimore Orioles will be in Toronto on the day of the trade deadline. And... Well, let your mind wander. If the Orioles are aggressive, if they go after another starting pitcher, just let wrap your mind, wrap your head around Marcus Stroman starting for the <laughs> Orioles at the Rogers Center. That's all I'm going to say. I, I know it's awesome. like I, I'm throwing a grenade into the middle of things here. Fingers but, crossed. Uh, finger, yeah, yeah, right. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Brian in Vancouver, you want to talk about the offense or lack thereof? Yeah, well, first of all, three-run lead in Seattle and the eighth four-run lead in the ninth. This should have been a five-and-one road trip. Blew two leads. They had a 94% chance of winning that ball game yesterday. So well, I can I just jump that. in here? Because because Buck got all over this. I I understand win probability is a neat thing. I, I, you know, I think win probability, like, let's see the shape that your bullpen's in. But you are right. They should have, they, they absolutely should have won four games. Um, five-and-one, Boy, that would have been a hell of a road trip. Five and one, and we'd be, you know, there'd be candy and balloons going up right now. 
uh, celebrating that road trip. But, uh, oh, you are right. It, 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 it certainly should have been foreign too, at least, but please continue. So we talk about you guys and I talk amongst my friends as well. We talk about the offense. It's not what we thought it was. It's not what we thought it was. What if it, is there a chance it turns into what we thought it was and then we start changing our tune or is this just who you think this ball club is? Cause on, on paper, we thought this was going to be a much better offensive club. Can that just happen? You can't just keep not hitting with runners in scoring position. They have so much talent on this ball club. Could this change, or do you think this is what it is? Brian, I'll, I'll hand it over to my friend, Mr. Barker. I'll, I'll just I'll say this right away. I think this is what it is. This is what it is. This is what it's going to be. To me, it's a big enough sample size. Uh, we are seeing that clearly uh, this team doesn't have a run producer. I mean, we're seeing that they have not replaced – whatever it was Teoscar Hernandez gave them. They haven't. It can't be said any any more clearly than that. That's my point of view. Kev, I'll turn it over to you. Yeah, look, that's the billion-dollar question is, do you think they can have more competitive at-bats? That's what it's all about. It's not, you know, the luck thing, yeah, there's a lot of that because of who's hitting where in the order. That dude's probably not, you know, should be in that spot in the order. His time comes up with those dudes on base, and he has issues driving guys. That's the luck part of it. I think a lot of the times, because I used to try and do this, wasn't always great at it, but I prided myself on at least having an approach. You know, if, if I go outside my approach doing that, then I have no chance of getting that. And I think that's a lot of the times of what you see is the non-competitive bats with the dude standing on second with two outs. When the names on the back of the jerseys should be better than that. It's right. Just because I see spin and I'm looking for spin, don't mean I should swing at it. It's okay to be two and zero. Oh, change it in and at bat. Look, fastball right down the middle. Jeff, what's what's wrong with that? Dudes have made the Hall of Fame looking right down the middle. They're cheaters of the world. So I, I think me anyway. I'm going to flip it on. It has been a giant sample size, but I do think Ross is going to go out and add a bat, which would help. Whatever that bat is, I think it'll be at least an experienced at bat that can give you those competitive at bats. And I think that's a trickle down effect. I think that part of it's contagious. And that's what they need. They just yeah. need a couple of really good names having competitive at bats, and everybody else want to go up and do that. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, uh, to the caller's point, I look at this lineup. Who is Who would you expect to be better than they are? Bichette, he's been pretty good. Chapman? You know, Matt Chapman's hitting a lot of doubles. Matt Chapman's never going to be a high average guy. Matt Chapman's kind of doing Matt Chapman things. Whit Merrifield, he's been great. I don't think anybody saw that. Danny Jansen, Danny Jansen is, you know, I mean, he's he, he, he's Danny Jansen, obviously, in terms of, of what he gives you. But I, I think he's even better than I thought he'd be at this point this year. Uh, you know, Biggio, bench guy. I mean, the, 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 the guys that are really disappointing to me are Springer, and, and frankly, Vladdy. And Vladdy may have turned the corner a bit. So my question is, maybe this is as good as this lineup's going to get. Like, the idea that Springer, Bichette, Guerrero, Chapman, Merrifield, and Jansen are all going to stay hot through the next two months. Eh, I got news for you. That ain't going to happen. Yeah, I don't, think they all have to st- I don't think they all have to stay hot. Like, it's the Mookie Betts and, and Buck Martinez saying that's what superstars do last night is they make big plays when they have to. That's what they need. They need their big names making big at-bats or having those big at-bats when it matters the most. They don't need all nine of them. They need one or two of them. Uh, John Schneider was asked about Yusei Kikuchi. Obviously, Yusei Kikuchi giving, uh, you know, well, I mean – the type of start the Jays absolutely needed in a quick turnaround after an, you know, an implosion 
such as the one the night before. This was John Schneider on Yusei Kikuchi. His year as a whole, he's been really consistent, you know. Um, you know, coming out of camp, you know, adjustments that he made, it's a credit to him to kind of put himself in the position that he did and then kind of evolve um, along the way too. But if you look back over probably the second month and change of the season, you know, without him, we kind of wouldn't be here. So um, he's been really, really good his last two, and he's been consistent all year. That is John Schneider talking about uh, Yusei Kikuchi. And, Kevin, you make this point often. What does a manager want to see he wants to see consistency he wants to know that when he puts a guy out there he, he look they're human beings there are going to be days where you stink but what what you want to what you want to see is what jose barrios has given you want to kind of be able to pencil a guy in and have idea an idea of how you're going to manage the game and i will say this you know other than alec manoa john schneider knows what he's getting from these guys like you can't predictability yeah, there's going to be Kevin Gossman. You are going to have games where, for whatever reason, a guy isn't going to be as sharp as he normally is. That's sure. that's going to happen, but it can't happen more than once, and it certainly can't happen consecutively. And one of the things that really about this rotation, I've really noticed. If you go back and look, very seldom do they have back-to-back crappy starts, and and I think if you're John Schneider, that knowledge allows you and allows your staff and whoever the hell else is involved in the planning of these things allows you to have a little bit of a game plan uh, going into things. Look, if, if, if Alec Manoa can, and I don't even expect Alec Manoa to be as good as he was, to be as good as he was last year, obviously. If Alec Manoa can be good enough that he can be my 4B or fifth starter, however you want to word, I'm happy with that. Same thing with Hyunjin Ryu. These guys can give me five innings and give me a chance to win. I can manage that because I know the three dudes in front of them are going to be able to give me more than that. Yeah, don't implode, right? I, I think what John is seeing with, with Barrios and Yusei Kikuchi is they've made adjustments mechanically, which allows them to have the same be- velocity. You know, it sort of looks the same every time you see them pitch. Uh, occasionally, Yusei Kikuchi will overthrow, and, you know, like today, he'll have the little lean back where the ball arm side is erratic and it's spotty, and he has trouble getting it in the zone, and the pitch count goes up, and, you know, he sees him laboring, and then that's when Danny Jansen sort of has to come into play and start throwing a few more breaking balls to get him out front and have the little snap, the better snap. And, but I think that's what it is. Barrios has made adjustments. It's no more wind up. It's a, I pick it up. I have the same delivery. I have the same release point. I can catch it out front. All my pitches look the same. It's hard for a hitter to, you know, have that predictability on when he's going to throw it and how much he's going to throw it. And when you can throw most of them for strikes, you're going to be successful and give your ta- your team a chance to win. And that's what they've all done. Good for them. For- 416-870-0590-STAR-590-188-666-0590. It's a winning edition of Blue Jays Talk. Call us. Comments about the game, trade deadline, whatever you want to ask us about. We haven't had a chance to talk to you for a couple of days. Give us a call. We'll take a break, take a look around the AL East. Back with more of your calls. It's Blue Jays Talk on the Sportsnet Radio Network. This game just kind of comes at you day after day. The longer you're in it, the more you better you get it. Um, it's the Ted Lasso thing, being a goldfish, just kind of forgetting what's happened and move forward and play the next day because what happened yesterday can only affect us today negatively. So uh, did it, we did a great job of showing up today ready to play and um, finished a, 
salvaged a road trip. Could have been a great road trip. I feel like we lost three games that we could have won all of them. But um, sometimes that happens. Keep putting ourselves in a position to win, and uh, we'll be all right. There you go. Whit Merrifield dropping a little Ted Lasso on us. I love it. Gotta love that. Time now for the Major League Standings Watch presented by Bet365 with Bet365. You can bet in things like player props, totals, or game outcomes across many different sports, 19-plus play responsibly, Ontario only. Uh, Lots of action going on right now in Major League Baseball. The Orioles and the Phillies, they are tied as we speak. The Phillies, I'm sorry, the Orioles just tied that game up. The uh, Miami Marlins beat Tampa 7-1. The Yankees are up 2-0 in the Mets. Atlanta and Boston are still scoreless. Uh, we mentioned that the L.A. Dodgers have apparently agreed to a deal to acquire Ahmad Rosario from the Cleveland Guardians. The Miami Marlins also made a move after the game against Tampa. They acquired reliever Jorge Lopez from the Minnesota Twins in return for Dylan Floro. So the Marlins looking to shore up their bullpen. And Kevin, even though it's a, a, a relatively minor move for the Marlins, uh, if the Marlins are going to as I think they should, if the Marlins are suddenly going to be active and take a run at the wild card spot, that opens another trade possibility uh, for a lot of teams because we know that the Marlins do have a lot of pitching. They've got pitching that would interest people, and they've got a good farm system. They've got some minor league pitching that would interest people. So, uh, hey, the more teams that figure they have a shot at doing this, the more active the trade market is. So uh, well done to the Miami Marlins. The ALE standings are as follows. Baltimore still setting the pace at 62 and 39. Tampa Bay, they're currently two back. They are at 62 and 43. The Blue Jays are 57 and 46. Six out there in the second wild card spot. Uh, sorry, in third wild card spot, I believe. They've got a wild card spot. That's all that matters. Boston's 54 and 47. And uh, the New York Yankees, 53 and 48. And uh, if the Orioles win and the Yankees lose today, the Yankees could find themselves double digits, 10 games back uh, in the American League East. And uh, put your hand up if you saw that coming. I guess the the good news, uh, if you're a Yankees fan, is that Aaron Judge, according to Mark Feinstein, is expected to be playing next week. So there you go. If the Yankees get Aaron Judge back, um, that should, uh, I would think, maybe at least start to set things right in the Bronx. Josh in Oshawa. We've had a couple of people call up and ask us this, Josh. You want to talk about why Mitch White wasn't used today? Why would you do that to us? Yeah, I, I, I really do, Jeff. Um, why? So, it stinks. Okay. You're up seven runs. You have a chance to give this guy a little bit of confidence. Why? And see what you have, in, maybe he might be a little piece of your bullpen Come play you know what he has. The, what, are you, the, what are you? What are you seeing? You know what he is. Like what? What? Yeah, what have you, you seen from Mitch White that would even that would give you even the slightest bit of wanting to see this guy in a game? I honestly, I have seen flashes in the past. When? And, when he was yeah, with the Dodgers he, minor he, league system? Because I sure as hell yeah. haven't seen any flashes. Well, okay, uh, Jeff, I. I I must agree with you there, but still, we're five days away from the trade deadline, and you're looking to to buffer your bullpen, and you're up seven, and you throw one of your best bullpen arms in there right away, and yeah, okay, awesome, it worked out. Um, can I? I just want to work on another couple. Actually, okay. one positive note. 
if if you don't mind me, uh, maybe no, not at all, note. not at all. After dropping Mitch White, please, please turn it positively, please. <laughs> I just, I just thought Mitch White in the seventh would have been fun. Anyway, um, oh, would have been fun. What are you, Jesus? Anyhow, go ahead. You say Kikuchi, you got to admire this guy's determination and audacity. If if that was me, I would have tucked my tail and ran away after last year. I might have quit baseball. And the fact that he's come back and he's throwing 96 right down the pipe and getting swing and miss is pretty impressive. So I, I full on said, you know, throw that guy to the curb. So uh, yeah, a lot of I guess people I did. Just, me too. I, I, I just want to fly some flags for Yusei Kikuchi and uh, I guess I'll hang up and listen to what you have to say about that. Thank you. Yeah, no, listen, look. Um... I think Yusei Kikuchi was a frustrating dude to watch last year. Uh, you saw, I mean, you saw that velocity from a left-hander, and you just thought to yourself, Kevin, there's got to be a way of making this work, right? There's There's got to be a way of making it work. But, I mean, I'll admit, I, I, thought, I thought coming into spring training this year, um, I mean, I, you know, I thought maybe he'd end up in the bullpen. I just I didn't have any faith in him, and I and I think a lot of a lot of Jays fans felt that way. But I think maybe once you adjust, once we adjusted our sights a bit in Yusei Kikuchi, and the fact that Chris Bassett was added, the fact that Jose Barrios has found himself again, Kevin Gossman's been there from the beginning. I think maybe that kind of gave us a little bit of room with you, say Kikuchi, Kevin. That's how I felt, anyhow. Gave me a little room with you, say Kikuchi. And yeah. I think the other thing we got to say is, you know what? This is a dude. I think the pitch clocks helped this guy because the team plays better defense behind him than they did last year, right? Yeah, I don't know about the pitch timer. I mean, I think that's an easy thing for us to bounce back on, I guess. I mean, I, I'm not seeing that. I, I see a guy that was not throwing as hard as he should have been throwing with his fastball last year. Made it real simple for them to say, don't do that start and stop thing anymore. Have a more fluid motion. You do that and can add an extra gear, you're going to be a lot better and have success, and that's exactly what's happened. Dave in Calgary's got a question for Barker. Go ahead, Dave. Thanks for your patience. Boys, thanks so much for having me on. Really appreciate it. Kev, I don't get, um, uh, having watched some of the at-bats the last couple nights with runners in scoring position, it's it's puzzling to me. You guys have talked about it off and on at different points throughout the year, but very puzzling to me with veteran players like, here we are calling Vladdy a veteran, but guys like Chapman, Vladdy, Different times, Bo, not as much. A lot with Springer. Swinging on first pitches where Kiermaier takes a walk or you get a leadoff single, That the, the approach and the discipline of taking pitches and working counts and getting into other teams' bullpens uh, sooner versus making it easier on starters when you get a leadoff hit has really contributed to the lack of production with runners in scoring position. And it's very puzzling to me for a somewhat veteran group why this is continuously happening. And I think it contributes a lot to their lack of runs uh, that they score. And I don't get it. And for you, Kev, like whether it was coming off the bench in situational hitting spots where you've got a runner on or you've got a runner in scoring position and you have to make something happen. I know the games may be a little different today and they probably have things that you and I don't know about that they're going up to the plate with as far as the plan. 
But I sometimes just don't get it. There was a couple times in this series where Springer had was swinging on first pitches. Vladdy, you know, sometimes he gets a good result and he drives the ball the other way on a first pitch. But there's just times where I don't understand the approach, especially when you've got runners in, uh, on in front of you or a guy takes a walk and you're swinging on the first pitch and popping out. I don't Thanks, Dave. We'll turn it over to Kevin. We we uh, we got to run here. By the way, a little bit of breaking news. First of all, Alden Gonzalez of ESPN reporting Noah Syndergaard is heading to the Guardians in the Ahmad Rosario deal. Sorry, Kevin. Please can answer the question. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Look, it is a very puzzling thing. I, I I do think when you start trying too hard to go outside the box because you know your team one through nine consistently and everybody's talking about it, you know if we're talking about it, they're talking about it, and why you're having the issues you're having, and then when you start trying too hard, you expand your the bat too tight you chase on things you normally don't chase when you should just occasionally let it come to you that's a very hard thing to do and again this gets back to i think the the sometimes of just overthinking it it's like the whit merrifield at bat in the third inning that's the one at bat you could tell he's sitting spin no matter where the spin's going i'm swinging at it the at bat didn't go well those are the at-bats, I think, if they clean those kind of things up. Whit Merrifield's not a run producer, and he is an educated guesser. That's why they call him two-hit wit. He has to educate guests sometimes because you have to. Pitching's really good. But in those key situations, I think when you want to consistently have success, educating guessing all the time is just not going to work. Clean that up. They'll be okay, I think. So the Jays wrap up a 3-3 three and three road trip. With an 8-1 win over the Los Angeles Dodgers, they take 2-3 from the Dodgers. They have an off day tomorrow. The LA Angels and Shohei Otani come into town, followed by the Baltimore Orioles. And, of course, the trade deadline is wrapped all around that. 8-1, the Blue Jays win tonight. Thank you for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, brought to you by Crown Rust Protection. Now that summer has arrived, it's road trip season. Make sure your vehicle is protected from rust with Crown. Visit crown.com for a special summer offer today. Crown, Canada's number one rust protection.